This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Tom Gibbis, the voice of Shikamaru Nara from Naruto, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. And it's not a drag. This week, Keith Lee and the Bunny enters AEW Fight Forever. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge brings us Dimension Shellshock. Saints Row developers shut down. G.I. Joe returns with its own beat-em-up game. God of War Ragnarok is rumored to have DLC in the works. Then, in our final stage, I will talk about my disappointment with Russell Quest. All this and more in this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. So let's start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. to another game field edition of select start the video game podcast for acmg presents talk time live and talktimelive.com i am your host xavier josiah and in this episode we're going to talk about some news going on in the world of our favorite industry but also in our final stage where i've been putting it off for some time we're going to talk about russell quest and what possibly could be the most disappointing game of 2023 at least for me um this game looked like it had so much promise and then a lot of us got to play it and there is a lot of issues going on but on top of that there's some just quality issues and gameplay you know it's so many things and this 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 got quite the hype coming in because you know there are a lot of wrestling fans that are gamers and a lot of you know they like to have wrestling games and we up to this point have had a shortage of wrestling games come out and now we're seeing some rises of new wrestling games come out. We got Ultra Pro Wrestling, which is now trying to make his mark out there and making him big mark because the last time I had Sam Valley on this show to talk about that, they had what clearly was a prototype of what is to come. And now they revealed what the game is actually gonna look like. And it looks awesome. And they're looking to add the Aki engine experience to this much like AEW Fight Forever. But with a lot of fictitious characters and your ability to create your own character, much like you could, I think their focus, unlike AEW Fight Forever, was basically they are trying to do more virtual pro wrestling here than No Mercy, which AEW Fight Forever is kind of more like No Mercy in this case, but also a little bit like WCW Revenge, which is not my favorite of the Aki Engine games they had because you know when they came out with the game it didn't have the robust features and capabilities of No Mercy in Virtual Pro Wrestling 2 so they added a little mixed up but you know AEW games and Ukes are slowing their pace down meanwhile um Hyper Focus Games which is the company that Sam Valley works for and they're making that by the way shout out to them they were at uh AEW All In with the title belt with the actual replica title belt and they were promoting hard so they got people's attention in there and they did a great job they got a they i don't know how much they paid for them seats but these dudes got money okay so they advertised that but then they showed a they had to showcase about that and we got a chance to see what this game is going to look like and it looks stupidly awesome like the, the i did not expect this game to look the way it did i thought it was going to be like just a regular you know they were just going to give the you know blocky 64 nintendo 64 style graphics that we show on the uh, interview no they are fully scared that was just like an animatronic version of what we saw they are going full blast the the graphics everything it looks phenomenal and then on top of that the dlc list of people that they have is 
incredible like legends beyond legends beyond legends and they had a lot of legends on there jake the snake roberts is in there a lot of people from retro mania wrestling is going to be on there which is crazy matt cardona um crusher crucif is going to be on there demolition how uh, powers of pain and um there were some other people uh warhorse is also because he's on um retro mania wrestling as well like they grabbed those people uh, some of those people everybody i think except nikita <laughs> on there and maybe a few others but they got some of the main people that attracted people to retro mania wrestling and they got them on here in 3d uh, mode and then on top of that they got other legends i swear to goodness i'm surprised i even mentioned the ones that i did because the minute i saw this other one i'm fully in hayabusa is going to be in this game which when I play virtual pro wrestling, so let me tell you, Hayabusa was one of my favorite people to play. He is, if you don't know who Hayabusa is, if you're like a hardcore wrestling fan, if you claim that you're a hardcore wrestling fan, if you're truly a hardcore wrestling fan, do you also respect history of wrestling? In Japan, Hayabusa in the 90s was one of the most awesome, awesome wrestlers out there. He was this miss, he, his gimmick was this mystical ninja type of uh, gimmick where he had this ninja-like mask. It was like a ninja-like lucha mask. He wore, you know, uh, gear, like pretty much like Sabu, but he looked like a super ninja and he would fly like a super, like a lot of the things that, you know, he did um, back then, people are replicating now. Like a lot of high flyers are fans of Hayabusa. Um, and then he was the creator of the Falcon Arrow. He was the first one to really do the Falcon Arrow. It was his finisher and he did it when he did it it was devastating and not many people got up from it as well um and that's why you know when you hear like chuck taylor and all the stuff and he, you know back in the day in the indies and all the stuff and he did the falcon arrow and people would you know uh jump up from a two count and the announcers were like nobody you know uh jumps gets off from the falcon arrow you know, it's a play on that because nobody got up when they when a Falcon Arrow was happening. And Hayabusa had many different versions. So I am so glad he is on there. He is he was awesome and it's unfortunate how his career went because he he got injured in the nastiest way. Um snapped his neck trying to do a uh a lion saw pretty much. And um he was never able to you know his he he was paralyzed from that point on. I, I remember seeing it, it was Oh, it was horrible. It was horrible. But um, he unfortunately passed away. Eiji Ozaki is his real name. And um, he unfortunately passed away a while back. But he, in the eyes of many, many wrestlers, um, will always be remembered for that. But the fact that they're bringing him back in the game is just tremendous. And how they were able to get all these people to sign on for it means that they had a big budget for this. Because, you know, these guys don't come cheap. So I'm looking forward to that. But... While we're looking forward to that and, and uh, other wrestling games to come out, we have AEW Fight Forever right now, and we had WrestleQuest, and one of the two, to me, were more successful than the other. I don't care what people say about AEW Fight Forever. There was definitely a more positive, but we'll talk about AEW Fight Forever uh, in a little bit because, you know, new DLC came in on time, mind you, as it was said in the eShop, okay? So all those crime, you know, whining people, we got DLC. We got some new content coming. We got new updates. We'll talk about all that shortly and why people just need to be patient to stop crying. Um, but let's talk about something else real quick. Game developers, Volition Games is shut down. The developers behind Saints Row, the reboot, has shut down, effective immediately. The uh, Embracer Group, which I believe is the owners of Volition Games, announced that a restructuring program to strengthen the main and strengthen and maintain its uh position as the leader in the gaming industry i never knew who the embracer group was to be honest so i don't know about leader but um one of their actions is ending the development company volition put out a letter on social media saying the volition team has proudly created world-class entertainment for fans around the globe for 30 years we've been driven by passion for our community and always work to go, uh, to deliver joy, surprise, and delight. This past June, Embracer Group announced the restructuring program to strengthen Embracer and maintain its position as leaders of the video game industry. As part of the program, they val uh, they evaluated 
strategic and uh, operational goals and made the difficult decision to close Volition effective immediately. To help, the, to help our team, we are working to provide a job assistance and help smooth the transition out for our Volition family members. We thank our customers and fans around the world for all the love and support over the years. You will always be in our hearts, Volition Games. Now, very interestingly so, they just did an update for the recent uh, Saints Row reboot game. So like they, uh, there was a whole new trailer and everything for it. This is crazy. Um, what's going to happen with that game? And you know, what's going to happen in general with the Embracer group? And what are they do? No announcements of what they're going to do next, but that's crazy. Like if you brought that game, like you're wondering like what the hell is going to happen? Like is first of all, hopefully that game doesn't have any bugs or glitches right now that is occurring. Maybe hopefully that update had a patch or whatever, because this is the stuff that I always fear especially when it comes to live service games like this is another one of those things it's like if you play a live service game and then all of a sudden they say they close down like that you're screwed you paid all that money and they just shut down completely you know look what they did with um marvel avengers you know what i'm saying like they marvel avengers was supposed to be like an ongoing type of experience but because it was like a too late too little uh too little too late experience and now both of those companies crystal dynamics has been sold along with the other company that uh, Square Enix was uh, trying to work with for American games. Uh, what was it, Montreal? Uh, Eidos, uh, Eidos Montreal, I believe that was, which made the Guardians of the Galaxy game, which by the way, the Guardians of the Galaxy game was awesome from start to finish. I'm really, it's a shame that they're getting rid of that one too, but because I feel like they're getting the bad rap because of what Crystal Dynamics did with Avengers. But when, guardians of the galaxy came out that game was dope and it got an award it got it was an award nominated game you know it it's just it's it's unfortunate that that one came out but yeah stuff like that and um the game will still be playable i guess but you just won't be able to have any add-ons or anything and that game just came out uh and i'm referring to saints row in that case so i, I feel bad i feel bad and i you know i wish the best to that entire team i hope they do uh find a way to transition to something else and do something else or find another gig or whatever like that you know it's 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 hard out here man so you know best of luck to all of them on that note speaking of best of luck just found out that gi joe is entering the beat-em-up genre just announced gi joe wrath of the cobra will be the next side scrolling beat-em-up uh in the list of a lot of awesome beat-em-ups that are coming out the game's visuals will look similar to retro games like Streets of Rage. Um, I I would say Avengers. There's a for some reason it looks like Avengers. Not the recent Avengers game that just came out. I'm referring to the old arcade side-scrolling beat-em-up game Avengers. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, etc. You know you 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 know we played it. It's right there. Soundtrack will be provided by T. Lupus, known for Sonic Mania, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge, Streets of Rage Four. Um, nightmare dlc and many more so i saw this and it looks like the animations the animation style looks kind of similar to the people who did teenage mutant ninja turtles Shredder's revenge opening uh so you got that going on and then i looked at a, they showed a little bit of the game and this is early progress because this game isn't set to come out till 2024 but right now i'm a little iffy about it it doesn't have the same you know uh pixel rate in uh, of animation that teenage mutant ninja turtles or streets of rage 4 has right now now the fact that they're coming out in 2024 it could mean that just just as an early showing a little early clip of what the game is going to look like but by the time 2024 comes it may look even better than that and i just talked about ultra pro wrestling you know and the big overhaul of you know overhaul visuals that it looks right right now this could be the same thing too. So I'm. it's dope that they're coming out with this. I'm hoping it looks better than what it did because what it looked like, it didn't look like it was ready for launch right now, but they just gave us a little bit of what it looks like. You're gonna definitely be able to play. And this is based on the 80s cartoon uh, GI Joe as well, which I think is awesome. So they did show Duke with a bunch of uh, Cobra troops 
that he was fighting off of. So um, there's probably going to be way others, a lot of other characters, familiar characters. I'm predicting Roadblock is going to be one of them because he uh, gun ho shipwreck maybe will be another one. Those were the favorites. Uh, they definitely did show an animation, uh, an animated opening. Um, Snake Eyes, you got. There's no way in hell they're not going to have Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes is the absolute favorite among every character in gi joe bar none and then when you have snake eyes you got to have storm shadow and storm shadow was shown in the uh in the uh promo as well so um i look these beat-em-ups have been awesome lately i love the new double dragon gaiden game that i reviewed a while back um teenage mutant ninja turtles shredder's revenge dlc which i'm going to talk about segue right into is been awesome as well um so yeah just keep them coming as long as they're awesome, keep them coming from there. So, yes, let's talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge the DLC, known as Dimension Shellshock. The opportunity to play new uh, characters, Usagi Ojimbo and Kudai, uh, which are two fan favorites, absolutely, especially Usagi Ojimbo. Kudai is a hardcore fan favorite because that is the daughter of Shredder. And she, if I'm correct, I haven't watched the 87 animated series in a while i know it's back on nickelodeon plus i have like the first three seasons or whatever like that on uh already um but i haven't seen where she falls in into that one i know she's in the other and the other uh versions of the turtle animated series out there and her and leonardo has a bit of a thing going on and i believe she is on the side of the turtles more than shredder at some point so in this game she is fully on in on the turtle side in this case um so let's talk about this dimension shell shock is a survival mold it's a survivor mode um meaning you only have one life and you got one uh, health gauge and you got to keep it moving until your gauge goes out and you go as far as you can until your gauge is out you can play a single player mode or you can play co-op with others so i believe four up to four players um you can play online co-op to you know get farther which i should probably really do because i got pretty far playing usagi uh in there and um but not i'm pretty sure if i if i played with four other people i would be able to get farther but what i love about this much like it's very similar to streets of rage 4 nightmare x mode which is also a really really fun uh survivor mode in addition to that game as well but both of them have stories behind it which is something that you don't rarely see and tribute games and dotemu has done this greatly where they don't just throw they, they don't just put this mode out there just for people to check out and it's nothing to it it's just an extra mode they actually put some effort into bringing a narrative to this whole thing so it's like a whole new different game in itself when you add a narrative to it so this one in this case, this one, uh, the story here, the objective is that you grab shards to comp uh, complete the dimension crystal and travel to across the multiverse. When competing or completing each stage, you will pick two, one of two power ups uh, to help you along the next challenge. Uh, you fight the master of the void after you collect the five dimensional crystals. So this is a lot like the nightmare x mode because you did the same thing in there where once you beat a stage you pick you know one of the other portals to go through and each portal has a power up of sorts that you use to help you along for the next stage so i like this i really like this and the story with this is simple plain and simple but cool the turtles splinter usagi kudai april and casey are all hanging out having a party eating food or whatnot enjoying everything in the, in the turtles layer uh aka the sewer when suddenly the neutrinos enter from a portal neutrinos is a throwback from the 80s uh, the 87 uh, original series and the neutrinos enter the portal looking for help they inform uh the gang that the uh the, that crystals have been spread across the multiverse and they need to find them before shredder does because if shredder finds them that means he he gains power that he could do to just you know just conquer everything so the entire team uh joins them in uh order to save the multiverse plain and simple there pretty awesome i'm looking forward to this uh 
it, it, I, it's really fun. So going in there with that understanding and you collecting, it's like each stage basically, as you're fighting, as you defeat a different turtle, I mean a different enemy, you will then pick up these crystals and each each stage has a certain amount of uh, crystals that you gather before you can gain a actual crystal. You know, the full crystal, pretty much They're like shards. And once you do, you, you know, traverse to another dimension from there so it's a lot of fun the handicap or uh, the the challenge of this and the handicap of this is that you have that gauge meter which allows you to do hyper moves you do still have that ability however if you get hit it goes all the way back to zero so the idea that's the, that's the challenge here the idea is to not get hit before you can engage you can use that ability and once you use that ability, you can take out more enemies and help you through uh, faster without losing health gauge. So there is the angle with that. And I don't mind it at all. I think that's a really cool challenge to do. Um, the first time around, I screwed up. And that was mostly because I was trying to reconfigure how to use, you know, how to play the game. But once I remembered how to play the game, it was all good. And I went a lot farther than I did before. And you also... As you're going along, you also uh, enhance each character just like you did with the story mode too. So you get a little bit stronger. It's kind of just almost the same way you played um, Stadium Stampede on Fight Forever. Um, whereas like each time you play, you gain other opportunities and you get better at the game each time. And you know, you're able to unlock other different, you know, abilities once you get farther into the game. So it's, it's really awesome. And the best part about it all, if you already bought the game, you can you know the game the the, the uh, dlc is only seven bucks uh i was really pleased with that because all in all it's just like a smaller mode there's no really really big small um you know story element to it but it just adds another component to it but it doesn't have to be like 14.99 or whatever like that it's not like an expansion if you it is an expansion but not the expansion where it's like more of an open world experience seven dollars i think is a great price for this dlc because it is an added a lot of fun there is a story element to it you do get two more characters out of this too so i thought it was appropriate i'm, I'm hopefully they will come out with more characters um again i would prefer personally and i i have reason to believe that there's a lot of turtles fans especially the ones who read the book i think they should have Jenica in that in this game which is like the only female turn i know there's um that da vinci or whatever like that i forgot her a name that was on the the live action saban version but no Jenica in the comics was is awesome also i should for i forgot to add this one of the abilities you can play in this game too is that they have one of the items that you could get in this game is the mutagen the mutagen allows you to turn into one of the boss characters in the game bebop rocksteady shredder um any of those guys you can turn into those guys and play as them in the other stage and basically when you play as them what happens is you can you'll have a totally different new health meter just specifically for that particular character and which means you'll last a lot longer as you know your original character played so once you're you can play through as that character until you deplete that character once you deplete that character then you will be able to you will basically be able to uh go back into your regular character with the original health amount of health gauge that you already have so it just allows you to prolong your experience in the game so if you can last that long get through playing as shredder playing as bebop and rocksteady uh i haven't played any other of the characters the boss characters other than those three but they're a lot of fun to play each one of them have their own, you know, uh, hyper uh, moves and whatever like that. So the game provides so much depth and fun that you could just play the regular story mode and you can play this whole other game and it'll give you a whole new experience and a lot of fun too. credit to tribute games for not only coming out with this game the way that they did without any issues, without any bugs. Like this is why this is right now. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge is the pinnacle of um, beat em ups right now, you know, uh, Streets of Rage 4, like Tribute Games right now is becoming the, they, their, their bread and butter, their ex expertise is beat em ups right now. And they've done tremendously with it. So, uh, and Dotemu to that extent, um, they, 
just fantastic what they did. They revitalized Streets of Rage 4 definitely added on to this. But I think with what Tribute Games was able to do with this game, just phenomenal, man. Just fantastic. So kudos to them on that and helping to revitalize this genre and say, like, hey, the same way that, you know, you know, uh Yoshinori Ono helped to revitalize the fighting game industry with Street Fighter 4. You know, what I mean, it, it's really helping the retrospect of the uh, industry that we loved for a long time and see that we can still play these really awesome, cool, you know, throwback games like this. So pretty, pretty awesome. By the way, has anybody seen the new Mortal Kombat uh, um, game? I, I mean, uh, commercial with uh, Dave Batista in there. Dude, I can never be more excited for this game than I am now. Their promotional deal is off the chain. Batista is playing this librarian who gets, you know, tranced into this, you know, energy and starts to hype for Mortal Kombat. And man, by the way, it is September 1st. We are counting down the days for Mortal Kombat 1. It is officially countdown to combat season. And uh, how many more days we got? It's November 14th, for those who got the earlier edition, um, it's coming out then. And then the 19th, I believe, is coming out next to you. So if you bought the early edition, which I pre-ordered for the Switch, um, it's coming out a few days earlier. But if you bought the just the, the full game, pre-ordered full game, it's coming out on the 19th, I believe. I believe that's how it's set up right now. So we'll, we'll definitely see how that goes from there. But man, I'm telling you, I'm uberly excited for this game there's a lot of games coming out this month i think dragon quest is also coming out as well um you know Arto's coming out in the 17th uh in november 17th and so i'm looking forward to, i mean just the fall season of games oh i should add to this too i should really add to this too speaking of fall games spider-man spider-man 2 coming out in october best buy just contacted me my Spider-Man controller is coming tomorrow. <laughs> Can't wait. I'm not opening that controller until uh, that game comes out. Respect. I am not opening that controller until that game comes out at all. I'm like, I'm just, I'm ready. I'm so ready for it. Not only that, I'm thinking like, I brought this controller, but here's the interesting part here. I am thinking about getting that new, you know, um, that new uh, portal controller with the Wi-Fi. I am thinking about definitely getting that down the line when it comes out because I do like the I'm, I'm eager to I, I think that game is I think that attachment I think that controller is going to be awesome um the more I looked at it you know I do like to play my games and watch TV at the same time and that was one of the biggest issues I had with the PlayStation uh, 5 is that like I do love my screen but I love watching movies and also playing my game as well I still don't believe it's going to take away. It's going to take away some time away from what I have with the switch, but not completely. Like when it comes down to it, that, that, that portal controller is not coming with me when I go to like, um, you know, go out to, you know, go away or travel or whatever like that. The switch is still going to be with me. So it is, I think it is a way to make people, to have people focus on the PS five more than the switch, but all it's going to take is for the switch to come out with an awesome game that people are want to play and that's it like i'm still going to have games exclusively for the switch because i want to play some games on the go like mortal kombat for instance but being able to play you know spider-man 2 on air at times and all the stuff and um final fantasy and all the stuff on air that's that's going to be awesome too so i more than likely we'll be getting that uh that portal controller so we'll definitely see from there so what other thing did i need to talk about here so and speaking of um playstation games god of war uh there's a rumor that god of war ragnarok is coming out with dlc in the works um there are reports out for that saying that right now and i'm hoping that is the case most likely because um if you played if you play ragnarok and beat ragnarok you saw that loki actually was looking to um he was looking to go on his own adventure so and if you remember playing that game that 
he, we got the chance to play as Loki in this version and we got a chance to see him, you know, do his own thing for and playing as Loki was pretty dope. Um, so I am looking forward to this because there was somewhat of an expansion in the first game that you were able to play, but we will see from there. So according to comicbook.com, a new rumor has claimed that PlayStation and developer Santa Monteco Studios is creating DLC for God of War Ragnarok upon its launch on a PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 at the end of 2022. Oh my God, it came up. No, it did not come out 2022, did it? My God. Um, it became a smash hit for Sony, of course, as it wasn't only well received by critics and fans, but it shattered sales records. And look, a lot of that had to do with the fact that the game was super freaking awesome. Second, on top of that, that the promotion for this game was unbelievable. The same way with Mortal Kombat is doing with Dave Batista, they had LeBron James and his son. They had John Travolta and his daughter. And who was the other one? Ben Stiller and his uh, his son, I believe, was on there too. So they had that campaign going on. And then we went to New York for, uh, for New York Comic Con that year. And in New York, God of War was just everywhere from Times Square to Hook, uh, Hell's Kitchen. It was literally everywhere, man. It was insane, the amount of promotion that they had for this game. And I had this conversation with one of our uh, former member, uh, ACMG members, where they were like, like, dude, he didn't understand why God of War was getting all this play. Like he didn't own a PlayStation at the time. And he, he was one of those people that was trying not to, he was trying to front and sleep on the hype of God of War. God of War, the one thing about God of War that you will have to always know, you know, that is synonymous with Santa Monica Games and God of War, or studios, I should say. When they come out, they come out hard. There was never any issues with any God of War games that ever come out. And when they come out, it's, it's when we talk about the pinnacle of things, God of War is the pinnacle of how games should be how should they be in launch how should they be in terms of fun action pack drama drama production value everything god of war no matter which version it is from the first god of war ever to the psp versions to the recent this recent version with ps5 there's not one god of war game that you could say that suffered any glitches, bugs, crashes, or whatnot. They've always been fantastic. D exactly the same as when you go to talk about Nintendo, you talk about Zelda and Mario. There's not been one, or Metroid to that extent, there's not been one Miyamoto game that has ever come out that has ever had any issues with the engine of that game. So, folks, when you talk about these these games, the, the flagship games, each developer that comes out, any third party developer that comes out with games and you say it's crappy on it. No, because you look at games like God of War, Zelda, you know, Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, Mario Odyssey, Metroid Prime or Dread or whatever like that. You look at those games and how they work. Those are the standards of how these games should be working so if those games are working it's not the hardware it's the software it's the developers you look at that god of war has never failed it has never failed and because of that when a god of war game comes out people flee because they don't want to compete with that financially you know the the, the uh the former uh member of acm the acmg group we had when we talked about this he was like because some of the games that he was looking forward to that was supposed to be coming out the same day delayed their launch. And I'm like, of course they did. They don't want to compete with that because all the money is going to go to God of War on that day, or at least not if not for the next two, three, four weeks. Nobody wants to touch that. Nobody's going to compete with that. They can't compete with the promotion power that Sony has. If I'm coming out with a game and we see the dates of certain games that are launching, I'm strategically thinking about what date 
I'm going to put that game out because I wanted it on a day that it's going to focus on my game and it's going to make sure that nothing that could possibly compete with that is going to come out. And if a God of War game is coming out, I'm not, I'm not my ego. I don't have an ego enough to say that my game is going to be more focused on than God of War or even Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter or Horizon Forbidden West. Like they have built a trust factor with their target audience and their fan base that is guaranteed that they're going to invest in this game because they're guaranteed they're going to get the experience that they've been waiting for. And I'll add Spider-Man to that as well. You're guaranteed that each one of these games are going to provide the best experience possible. But Miles Morales in the original Spider-Man game, virtually any issues with those games. Maybe P maybe PC, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't mess with PC like that. But as far as the consoles, never any issues. I've played all of those games from start to finish, and it's been awesome every single time. So, you know, if this game comes out, I'm looking forward to this, and I hope that it does focus on low keys adventures because that's what we kind of left off with that. So we'll see about that. I, I'm looking forward to this. This is uh if it's true, but as I recall, like there was a bit of an expansion on the first God of War uh, game as well. So we will see. Uh, folks, that will do it for the news and everything that's going on in the gaming world. We're going to take a break, come back, and yeah, we're going to talk about that damn Russell Quest game. And uh, it's just not going to be a good review, folks. Um, uh, unfortunately, I was hoping that it was going to be something different from what I've already heard from both social media and reviews. We'll talk about that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Hebert, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time live.com talktomlive.com provides all of our acmg content with new and previous episodes exclusive interviews articles and much more visit talktomlive.com and let us help you learn to let go live life and love all things acmg talk time live have reached the final stage of this program and i'm sadly here to talk about russell quest uh developed by Ma uh, mega cat studios uh, from pittsburgh pa this is another you know pa uh game company that is investing and involved in a wrestling game you guys recall retrosoft studios which is in collegeville pa uh is also you know in an area too so we got two you know game companies who uh came up with wrestling games and these guys you know worked with skybound games to help publish the game and from the look of it you know when we saw game footage of this and mostly the battle system which if you splice it if you edit it down to a certain point of the action of the game you're looking at it like oh this looks pretty cool this looks a lot of fun this looks awesome and then you play the game and there's you get a quite a different experience now the crazy part about this is that skybound studios and mega cat studios have done a great job putting in the hype for this game i mean they did a lot they added some legendary figures to this game uh you know some real based on some real life people sergeant slaughter was helping to promote this game at san diego comic-con uh we saw them on ign getting interviewed and you know other places and you know it seems to be a lot of hype now there was some issues going in when it during the launch uh they they uh post they delayed this game from its original time it was supposed to come out uh, around the same time when uh, another game I was playing coming out as well, and then they, you know, totally delayed it up until uh, recent, and we finally got to play the game. And 
early reviews already came out because what happened was they delayed it the day of so i'm like okay what's the problem here i i was gonna get it i got it for the nintendo switch and then when i was waiting for it to come out the early the first date it disappeared at 12 midnight and i'm like what's going on and then lo and behold on twitter and all other parts of social media they put a notice saying like this game is delayed to the 22nd and i'm like okay that's weird that they did that and they did they announced this the day of instead of just saying it earlier or whatever like that it sounded like that they were trying to figure out whether this game is going to be able to launch back then but then when you see stuff like this like okay there's going to be issues that that's not a good sign for anything and then we get the game but you know pun before did before they did that a lot of games that especially those who played it on the steam they were told not to you know come out with the review until the day of the game because they got an early copy and then we already got early reviews of this and they didn't they didn't tell people not to you know release the game and they didn't inform them in time before these reviews came out and the reviews that were out they weren't they weren't pleasing at all and i'm thinking like okay maybe it's because they got it early and they didn't fix the glitches and all the stuff maybe it'll be better coming in and coming out but some of the issues that were said it was just like slow paced combat um glitches and freezes and crashes and all the stuff in the game experience and then you know we get the game and i'm playing the game and first of all there's a lot of things that i didn't like about this game that i just i i, I didn't even get it i couldn't finish it that's how bad this game was i couldn't even continue to want to play it because it was just it was a lot of unenjoyable elements to it for instance the story of this game i didn't know or i didn't realize that now there are a lot of great wrestling references to this game a lot of homage to wrestling in this game um you'll see a lot of familiar legendary characters in this game jeff jared um uh, conrad murray from from um you know wrestling lore you know he, he does wrestle uh cast and all that stuff and he does a lot of podcasts and anything you see a lot of unfortunate social media influencers in this game so and they did that to try to get the hype i get it it's it's lame it's a lame thing um i mean retrosoft studios did it too but not in a way it just this just feels like there was pandering too much to it and you know i would love to be in a game too but at the same time it's like no it's not eh I, i'm cool this just to me um the story i was disappointed about the story and the discovery that these wrestlers that we're seeing here every character that you're seeing in here are all toys that turned me off immediately because i'm like so this is basically a toy story game not a game really focused on wrestling but wrestling but you playing with wrestling toys and that's why when you when you finally understand that you finally understand how the battle system works and why it does what it does because it's you just mashing toys together like you were a kid and you're playing wrestling and you know how you just when you wanted to do a move you just clash the two together that's what the battle system basically is and i just i was immediately turned off when i discovered that i was like okay why not just make a wrestling game based on wrestling and just take all that out i don't understand the, the the lore for wanting to play as a wrestling toy rather than the actual wrestlers themselves and i remember even oh i should add to this dave Meltzer, brian alvarez and Vinny is also in this game too and i remember they advertised it and they also advertised this game before it was coming in and yeah they they got screwed over too they got looped too because they didn't they weren't aware of the deal so they stopped advertising the game because now they heard the, they saw the reviews we haven't heard them talk about this since the game was the game is just an unfortunate you know it's unfortunate and then on top of that if you're playing it on a playstation 5 there's been issues with the game now i will say this just this morning september 1st i turned on my, play, uh, my nintendo switch to an, a notification that an update was made so there's a patch that has already been provided in the game but 
I think, unfortunately, it's too little too late with this game. So the game, the features, basically you explore worlds based on a lofty uh, careers of toys. Classic RBG combat meets wrestling moves, match of styles and gimmicks and uh, galore. Wild realms, exotic monsters, action figure fighters, and spandex allies await you. At, and I'm reading this from the uh, the press notes of uh, Skybound Studios, or Mega Cat Studios, if you will. Uh, and gimmicks galore. Uh, expand spandex allies await you as fantasies go beyond the ring. Yeah. Upgrade uh, aspiring rookie to world champ by training, learning, glamouring, and slamming to the top of the world choose your moves styles taunts and whatever all right so you got all those features there but when it comes to traveling through the mode it is so boring it is it is it first it's so slow it is like just traveling through state area to area it's just it, it takes so long the other issue that I had with this game, and I don't know if the patch worked this, but if you're playing this on Nintendo Switch, I don't understand why they didn't think of this. There is no option to change the font size of the text where you're going in. What happens is you're playing it, even if you're playing it on the OLED with the bigger screen, it doesn't matter. It's hard to read the dialogue and text that you see on it because it is so small. Even Retromania Wrestling has a sizable font size in the game that allows you to read. Even though I don't like the the the, uh, the retro style uh, font style, the retro game font style that they use on there because it's really it's illegible at times. This one, it is legible, but it's so small that it doesn't even matter. Like it, you can barely read it. And that's why you don't want to squint down on a handheld controller. Just try to read this. So hopefully this patch adds an ability to use that. But I'm at, I'm playing this game. And by the first hour or something like that, I'm just, I haven't even got to the point where people are experiencing the glitches and crashes. I couldn't even. I, I was just bored with this game. It, there was nothing about it. On top of that, again, the idea that this game is a fantasy game. It's, I mean, fantasy in the sense of like, this is a kid's imagination. And you're not playing an actual wrestler. You're playing a toy wrestler, a wrestling toy. To me, I, that, that turned me off. I also, you know, took that upon myself to check up on the website of skybound and mad cat studios that are you know when i went on the x and saw it they're getting no traction no like little to no traction on their social media platform and the only people that are commenting are those who are just furious about the patches and glitches and and crashes and issues and the freezes and all the stuff that the game is going through in consoles so yeah i can't you know, as I'm talking about this, like I, I when I was playing the game, I'm like this is a D minus game. Ah, this is I mean, Retro Retro Mania Wrestling was a really solid game. Um, still is a really solid wrestling game. And AEW Fight Forever didn't come out perfect. They did put out a big patch recently talking about that and i didn't talk about the the um keith lee and the bunny situation on the last segment i forgot to talk about that but keith lee and the bunny is recently has recently been added on schedule on time keith lee is awesome the bunny is okay but they're both solid they playing in credit to uh, aew games and um ukes and all of the in thq nordic they added a overhaul patch that makes it much better to play on the switch um the issues that they had with the penta and the uh in in the um with penta and uh ray phoenix where every time you see them there was a green tent there was a there were blackouts that's been fixed 
because I replayed against uh, as Phoenix. So that's been fixed. The um, resolution has been enhanced in the Switch version as well, but it didn't come unscathed because there is now another issue, but it's a minor issue, but there's a blackout issue at the beginning of every match in there. And then there's also, there's also um, a discoloration in the far right of the screen in the Switch version. I don't, I can't speak for the PlayStation 5 version. I haven't played that one in a while, but maybe I should. But I'm only focusing on the Switch version because there are different aspects of that. But I knew that they were going to fix the other stuff. Now they just got to put out another patch for that. But otherwise, the game is playable, not perfect in there, but still more enjoyable than this game. Absolutely more enjoyable than this game. Um, This is unfortunate because I, I really did have high hopes for this game. And it's just... I, I'm just not enjoying it. I'm not, I, and I'm not the only one who's not enjoying it. And it's unfortunate. Um, the gameplay, the game, the gameplay itself, it tries to play the battle system at best. It tries to play like, it reminds me of uh, Mario and Luigi All-Stars, which is by far one of my favorite all-time turn-based games. Reason being is because there is a way to defend yourself even when you're not and when even when it's not your turn so you do that using like sort of a qte type of you know type of mode in here this russell quest has the same type of deal but the timing to hit the qte buttons is really not good it it, it doesn't help it, it sometimes is way too fast for you to catch it so it's not really the most fun of uh battle systems at all and I really, really wish that they would, you know, fix that. Maybe they did. I'm not sure. I got to check the uh, actual patches for this. But I, you know, I, I, it's an unfortunate. It's, it's unfortunate. There's a lot more, way more cons than pros. I can't even name a real pro in this game. I, if any pro I could get for this game, if I can, you know, and I, I normally would go through the grading system with this, but to be honest the grading system is going to be a lot of low scores in this if i could give anything about a yeah, positive to this man originality i can't really give too much originality i would give a 75 percent for originality here for russell quest um it, it but i would give that like you know that's a c because i've seen animation like this before i've seen uh gameplay like this before this is this is this is definitely taken from super mario all-stars but not perfected in the way that that was done it just it just wasn't um the overall graphics is actually pretty cool i will give them that that's a high 90 uh for that game so you know 75 for that uh for originality um overall graphics i would give like an 85 for that um gameplay zero i i'm not i wasn't a fan of the gameplay music was forgettable zero gameplay zero as i mentioned fun factor zero replay value absolutely zero uh replay value zero actor performance there were no actor performances so that automatically gets zero story zero overall that gives the game an 80 point in the scoring in the total the highs will be 400 this is the lowest score i think i've given this year and in fact i don't remember giving f's ever this year the lowest score i gave a game was a d plus and that was for sports story which was still even though it had its issues it was still somewhat of an enjoyable game and i was able to get through that game albeit it was not the best game played um there was another one i believe i played uh that that got a d maybe that was last year i think um samurai maiden was also a game that i gave a little kind of a low score to it was a c plus um it wasn't the best thing i've played either but i don't think i've ever given an f this year this is the first this got a point score of 80 point my highest is a 400 and that's an a plus this gets a 20.0 percentile, which gives it a grade 
of an F. Like, I do not see myself playing this game ever again. It's the most, I have a terabyte card, SD card. I will erase this game <laughs> on the Nintendo Switch, okay? If I had it for the, I got two, I got two or three terabytes, six terabytes on, a, um, on the PlayStation 5. It's not even getting in there. Like, there's no way I will be playing this game anytime soon, folks. This game, it's it's an unfortunate bomb. I, it's it's I, I really wanted. I was rooting for this game. I really wanted this game to be, but everything about it, it's 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 such a dis, it's, it's a disappointing game. It just really is. It's unfortunate. Um, and I was actually looking to reach out to these guys for an interview. I'm actually they never really responded, and I'm starting to realize why. They didn't respond at this case um and maybe it's just for the best hopefully the next game that they come out with will be a lot better than this they will learn from this experience uh yeah that's unfortunate this is one of the 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 thing the unfortunate things about indie games you know i don't think there's an indie game i've ever played that i didn't like but this one and it there has been some games that I've played that I never reviewed. Um, that are just, I wanted just to play. But this, this one here, this is one of the unfortunate ones because, you know, wrestling, you guys know I'm a big wrestling fan. This was kind of like I was looking forward to this. And the funny part is, for those trolls out there, I've read comments on THQ Nordics or AEW games where they constantly try to troll AEW Fight Forever. No matter what, mostly probably WWE fans or just people who just want to just be negative and toxic, whatever. But when Russell Quest came out, everybody was talking. Let this be better than AEW Fight Forever. Or Let this be the killer or whatever like that. And they would go on, the, uh, you know, THQ Nordic or AEW Games, you know, social media page. And like Russell Quest is going to be the better game. Boy, it's one of them reasons. Social media doesn't hide its one's intelligence. It exposes it. Cheers to you guys. But it is what it is. And um, it's unfortunate, but this game gets the first F of the of, of 2023. <laughs> it just it's unfortunate. I, I hope never to give F's to games before, but this one clearly gets it. So it's unfortunate here. But hey, it is what it is. And uh, the good thing is. We do have other wrestling games, especially on the Switch, that we can uh, work with. We got other games that are coming down the line. Like I said, this week, we I mean, this month coming. Mortal Kombat, which I don't see that game ever messing up. I, I would be highly surprised if that game it has issues because there's never been a Mortal Kombat game that has issues. There's never been another old game that has issues, but we at least got some things to look forward for, uh, to from here. So, folks will do it for this edition of select start i hope you guys enjoy this i hope you guys felt my pain in this episode but we got a lot look to look forward to in the next couple weeks like i said this is officially countdown to combat um i don't know what we're going to do in the next few weeks we got some games coming out in september uh scheduled uh i believe we got mortal kombat one we got dragon quest we have uh what is the other game that's coming out um i believe cyberpunk 2077 expansion is coming out as well so we got a lot to look forward to uh this um this month as well and then just coming down the line it's gonna get it's just gonna get better from here man october come is on spider-man is coming uh looking forward to that this is gonna be awesome this is gonna be absolutely awesome week so we're gonna Maybe I'll do a follow. I'll do a, a Mortal Kombat special uh, on that one, too. And, a, you know, the best, you know, Mortal Kombat games to come out as well. But there's going to be a lot of celebrating of that game coming out. So trust me when I tell you there's a lot to be excited for and some guaranteed great games coming to you soon. Also down the line, Detective Pikachu, the new Mario game, one, uh, Super Mario Wonders is coming out, too. So we got that to look forward to. Um, what other games that I didn't play here? Naruto cross Baruto, uh, Baruto cross Naruto, I should say. And for those who didn't get a chance to check out the last episode, uh, Amanda C. Miller, 
good friend of the show, guest, uh, previous guest, be believe four four time guest. Well, we're gonna add five to that because she's coming back in November, right around the time of the release of the new game, Bart Across uh, Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm Connections comes out and she's going to talk about that and everything that she's been up to as well so it's going to be great to catch up with that there will be a audio and video exclusive interview that i will have and i'm looking forward to other interviews coming down the line as well so stay tuned for much much more coming in line by the way this week on the prime show i will review the first season or the first half maybe of netflix's live action series one piece we're going to talk about that what i thought about that did they get it right we'll talk about all that this week along with all the news going on in the world of our favorite fandoms and by the way if you like to listen to podcasts on your favorite podcast platforms in particular this podcast you can do so on spotify iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher Podbean, TuneIn, audible you name it we are there we're everywhere we're podcasts are played please keep supporting us keep showing us keep representing us and spread the word of talk time live and acmg as well so folks that will do it for me on behalf of myself this is dex avery josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live i am out here take care and you guys have a great weekend Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.